Hi, this is original Straight No Chaser member Michael Itkoff, and you're behind the mic with SNC Fan Chat. Wah, 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 behind the mic with Straight No Chaser. Official podcast show. Yeah, you're behind the mic, Chaser. You're behind the mic for news, interviews, and more. Got all the albums you came to our show. You live on the website, but still you want more. So Shana, Kathy, Dave, and Tina, ready to go. S and C fan chat, time for the show. Hey chasers, this is Shana. This is Dave. And this is Tina, and you're behind the mic with S and C fan chat. Sorry to say that this is going to be the last installment of our interview series for Aww. this year. Aww. I know, Tina. <laughs> but don't worry. Just because the interview series is over does not mean that we are going to still be bringing you some awesome interviews. They'll just be a little more spaced apart so we won't be pulling our hair out trying to get interviews out every week. But, but hey, speaking of... Yes. I ha- and Tina, I, I got to say, we've—I think we've enjoyed doing this uh, mad cap of interview series, don't you think? But boy, it, it's been a lot of fun. But boy, we need a break, right? <laughs> yes, we do. And a drink. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Well, I'm underage, so you guys are gonna have to go drink without me. But <clears throat> uh, Tina, we can do that, right? Yes, we can. I think we both deserve a pink drink. Hence, hence right. to a certain member of the group, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, anyways, Chasers, we have brought you, this will be our eighth installment of the interview series, so that means that we've been bringing you awesome interviews for two months straight, and don't worry, we'll be bringing you some more fun interviews in the future. But speaking of awesome interviews, we want to present our final interview for this interview series installment, and I have to tell you, it's pretty awesome. We have an interview with the fabulous Michael Itkoff, so sit back, relax, and enjoy our interview with Mike. Hey, Chasers, this is Shana. This is Dave. And this is Tina with SNC Fan Chat, behind the mic with Straight No Chaser. So, Chasers, we have a real treat for you today. We are here with the infamous Michael Itkoff, the original dreidel guy, baritone extraordinaire, and co-writer and performer of 20 Nights Music, alongside Straightener Chasers founder, Dan Ponce. So, thank you so much, Mike, for taking the time to chat with us. We really appreciate it. No, thank you, guys. This is always a treat. I loved doing it last year, and I love what you guys do for the group. So anytime you want some support, I'm here for you. You guys are fantastic, so thank you. Can we get that in writing? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We have it on recording, Tina. It's even better. That's true. That's true. (laughs) All right. So first things first, I mean, seriously, Mike Ickhoff, you are amazing. Measure by measure. No, seriously. Okay, so now that I've had my mini friend freak out moment, <laughs> for some of our newer Straight No Chaser fans, why don't you introduce yourself and explain how you became involved with Straight No Chaser? All right, so uh, 
So for everybody listening that doesn't know me, I'm not a new member of Straight No Chaser. They haven't replaced <laughs> anybody. <laughs> um, uh, Mike Lakoff, I'm a, uh, one of the original founding members of Straight No Chaser. Um, founded the group along with Dan and uh, all of the guys that you know and love uh, back in 1996 at Indiana University. And um, shortly after we were signed to Atlantic Records, uh, about a year and a half after we were signed, I decided to uh, take a step back and focus more on the family um, and let some other folks have uh, have some time in the limelight with Straight No Chaser. And uh, I actually got involved with the group because um, Dan and I sat next to each other in our first semester of singing Hoosier practice, which is a show choir on the campus of Indiana University. And he heard me sing and said uh, he thought I would be great for an acapella group he was wanting to start on campus. And then, lo and behold, uh, beginning of sophomore year, he asked me to come to practice, and the rest is history. Do you ever get tired of being asked or having to tell the straight no chaser story? No. No, I never get tired of, of being asked and, and never get tired of saying of telling the story because it's just so cool. I mean... You can't really script something like this. So the fact that it happened the way it did is just, it, it's its stranger than fiction, you know? It's one of those things that's um, destiny if you're into all that and fate. And, um, you know, it's its its something that sort of makes the group unique. And with all the music that's out there today, people, I think, are clamoring for something that's real and natural. And that's why I think the Straight No Chaser story and why the guys and the, the group has done so well because it's it's just something that people can attach themselves to and think, you know, it's it's not put together by a record label or manufactured in any way. It's just a real group and real friends that all got together and just put a video on YouTube and happened to get uh, a record deal out of it. Hmm. Yeah. So, Michael, after graduating from IU, yourself and SNC founder Dan Ponce, you know, you continued to write songs and perform together, uh, first as members of a group called Last Call. You know, yourselves, Jerome Collins, Charlie Meckling, Steve Morgan. And then then you got together as a duo uh, for 20 Nights. How did the duo come about, and what was the thought behind the duo? Uh, Well, we... um we were all living in Atlanta at the time. So me, Charlie, Jerome, Steve, and Dan. And uh, like you said, we were doing this group that we were signed to RCA Records. And um, unfortunately, that didn't work out, and we were dropped from the label. And so Steve and Charlie moved to New York, and Jerome stuck in, in Atlanta. And Dan and I, we'd written a whole bunch of music for the group. So we had a ton of music, and Dan one day said, you know, wouldn't it be great if we could just go and record this on our own? Do it the way we want to, put our own money up, go to a recording studio and put these songs down and do it the way we want. So I thought it was an awesome idea. I'd always loved the songs that we'd written. And so we went uh, We went to Airtime Studios in Bloomington where the first couple of Strain of Chaser albums that you guys know of um, recorded. And uh, we recorded all the songs we'd written and a few made into the album and some didn't. But... Um, it was a labor of love for sure, something we were really, really proud of um, and something that to this day I can listen to and, like, get excited about because it's stuff that I did. You know, it came wow. from our, our heads and our pens. And Dan and I will sometimes kind of send a text message or a call or something for chatting and say, man, you remember this song? It's just so much fun to listen to. So, you know, it's it was it's definitely one of those things that I can take forever. I've got a hard copy of the C D I can show it to my family and my friends and it's something that I wrote, you know. 
That's and so if you're wondering about the name, because everybody asked about the name, um, if you don't already know, we're, uh, Dan and I were born um, 20 nights uh, apart. I was born on December 27th, and he was born on December 7th of the same year. So that's where the name came from. Huh. Yeah, but you know what's funny is now the group totally makes fun. I mean, you know how everybody gets nicknames. Uh, nice even has a nickname, <laughs> Straight No Chaser. So it started out really? that... Uh, Oh, yeah. It started out that we were being called uh, 20 Cent after 50 Cent. <laughs> which, I, which I think had a dual meaning because, you know, obviously the 50 Cent. But the other reason was because that's about how much money we've made on the album. And then it, wow. just, got shortened, and then it just got shortened to Cent. So if you've ever, ever heard anybody say Cent, they're referring to me and Dan, but specifically the two of us. Nice. That's awesome. That is awesome. I'm sure you guys don't think it's awesome, but that's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mike. So you had mentioned earlier that um, in 2003, 20 Nights wrote and recorded the self-titled album. So now it's not an acapella album, right? No, it's not. It's with instruments. Mm -hmm. So how did... It's theme come about, and why did you choose to not go the acapella route? Um, well, um, as some of you guys know, Dan is a really amazing piano player. He's he's one of the best I've ever seen. He's it, for fun. Dan likes to play classical music on his piano, and that should tell you something because he just is very very <laughs> good at it, and and that's his like release his outlet. And so he wanted to make an album. That was not a cappella because we wanted to just kind of go that route. With just two of us, it would have been too hard to do it, um, to do an all a cappella album. And the music we had written, not a lot of it would, would have lent itself well to a cappella. So um, that's kind of how we, we went about it. And the songs, the theme of the, of the album kind of came about because of all the songs that we had written were influenced by other songs that we really liked at the time. Um, and, and some of the influences that we liked were um, music by Seal and Sting. Um, I, I was a fan of PM Dawn in the 90s, and there's some elements of that kind of style of music in our in our songs. And and um, so we collectively recorded this music sort of all, I think, really worked together when it was all done and sort of has sort of this nice little cool theme of, uh, of those kind of artists. We tried to kind of put our own stamp on it. Hmm. Very cool. I mean, were you guys ever, or were you ever worried how your predominantly acapella fans would receive this non-acapella album? No, I mean, well, if you listen to the album, I mean, there's a ton of harmonies that are going right. on in every track. And it's, it's something that Dan's, you know, passionate about, I'm passionate about. And so you have a ton of musicality, of vocal musicality in every song. And then you have a song that uh, we originally wrote as an acapella song. It's called The Time Has Come. It's like, I don't remember the track number, 10 or 11. And it was written completely as an acapella song, and we performed it as Last Call. And the recording of it on the album features Jerome, Charlie, uh, Steve, and then Dan and I, of course. So um, we wanted to kind of appeal to the fans of our acapella music through that song and through some of the other harmonies we have in in the album. But, you know, it never really... It never really crossed our minds or really bothered us that we were taking it in kind of a different direction because that's kind of what we wanted to do in the first place. Quick sidebar. I love that yeah, song. Oops. It's like 
<laughs> my, and I never have favorites, but like, <clears throat> oh my gosh, that song blows my mind. Sorry, back on track. Oh, no, I have to my, ditto Shayna. That's, my, that's probably my favorite song in the album. I love it, I, and I, I I like it for different reasons. And I, I hope you guys like it just because it's a cool song, but I like it because the lyrics were very fun to write because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of cool rhythm and rhythmic qualities, especially in the verses. So um, it was just a fun song to put lyrics to. And uh, we had a lot of fun with the with the theme of the song and, you know, this whole, like, you have this you have this girl that's a friend, but you kind of want it to be more than that. And that's sort of what the idea behind the song was. Very cool. So, Mike, what, what was the recording process like for the album? Um, it was, uh, it, like I said, it was a labor of love with an emphasis <laughs> on labor. <laughs> um, <laughs> since uh since we had written the songs on Dan's a keyboard and um the recording we were living in um uh Atlanta at the time but the recording studio was in Bloomington Dan uh had a lot more flexibility in his schedule so he was able to travel up there for a little bit more than I was and I came in for extended periods of time during the summer and then on weekends to record my parts Oh, but wow. literally, literally, we camped out in the studio. I mean, we were broke, so we both slept on the floor. I mean, it's one of those like if we actually had made it, or if we ever would make it, that's the, you know the album would be that much cooler because we 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 just it was all about recording that album. We didn't go out to eat, we didn't party. We just basically slept on the floor of the studio, got up, recorded music all day, and then slept on the floor of the studio that next night. And oh continued wow! To do that until the album was done, and so. It took us about three months to to do the whole thing, um, and then and then doing the mixing and the mastering of it all. And what was really cool about it is that since we were in Bloomington, we had the whole um, the whole IU School of Music talent pool to pull from. So for our drummer and our keyboardist that helped out, and any type of uh, guitar work we needed done, we had these amazing musicians. I think actually the drummer on our album was toured with Sting, and um, Hmm. Wow. We had some very cool artists that performed on that album. They're very, very fun to work with. So it was just it was just a really cool thing. It sort of all came together. So Mike, who wrote the lyrics for all these songs? You, uh Dan, who you and Dan? What? Yeah, Dan and I together. Um Dan wrote most probably Dan wrote most of the music for the album. Um and we co wrote music and lyrics for almost every song. I mean there's rarely a song in there where I wrote all of the lyrics. Um, um, or Dan wrote all of the music. We sort of collaborated on the structures of every song and the lyrics that went through it and tried to make everything, you know, sound perfect um, to what we wanted. It was really a collaborative effort. Yeah, cool, cool. Which, of course, if there were ever a perfect song, you and Dan would have written it. No uh, lie. <laughs> that stop, is a true Tina. statement. Stop, stop, no. <laughs> stop, Tina. No, keep it coming. I mean, stop, stop. I'm just oh, saying, wow. it doesn't get closer to perfection. <laughs> and Dan Ponce and Michael Itkoff. Shameless plug right there. <laughs> well, I can't hand the credit to Dan. Dan's such an incredible musician. He's really... He's like one of those crazy composers. Like he really is, um, and uh, he drove a lot of the of the music of the album. And so that's you know I have to hand it to him. He's really good. Very cool. 
So you mentioned earlier that your favorite song from the album is The Time Has Come. Are there any other favorites that you might have from the album? Yeah, it's it's hard to pick a favorite, but um, the um, the song that ends the album, I think, is pretty cool. And uh, it's called Moonlight, and mm-hmm. it's uh, it's actually written over the music of uh, Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata. <laughs> yes. And what we wanted to do was literally write a new melody over top of a classical piece of music. That was the first idea we had. And um, we had to play a little bit with the structure of Moonlight Sonata, the original. But once we kind of figured out how a lyric would work and a chorus would work, or a verse, I mean, and a chorus would work, it sort of kind of the structure sort of um, wrote itself. And then we were able to kind of put a, a cool melody to it that was different from... Beethoven's melody. And so that's that song was just neat because of the way it was written and sort of what it represented as far as how we wanted to be looked at musically. And that's been a favorite of mine. It's a cool and I like the lyrics of that song. They have that quality of, you know, somebody who's a dreamer and wanting their dream to come true. And um, it's funny, yeah, we wrote that all that time ago and then what happened with Straight No Chasers. So going off of that, do you have a least favorite song on the album? I wouldn't say there any, there's any song like that, but I will say this. I, there's two songs. I, I wouldn't say all, all the entire song, but I would say that there's a couple of things that I would go back and change now, but I like the songs all as they are. I think it's a, I think it's a really complete album. It's got a nice beginning um, called Beginning, which is kind of lame now that I'm saying it, um, and uh, a middle and an end. So I... I think the album as a, as a as a piece of music is really complete, but sure, there's a couple of things. I mean, if you're in a studio, and I think the guys at Strange Chaser would say this too, you're in a studio recording a piece of music, recording a song, you're always going to want to make changes to it. You're never going to be happy and satisfied with it. And I think every time we've gone into the studio, either as Dan and I or Strange No Chaser, we've recorded music and gone, when are we going to finish this? Because we could continue to make little changes here and there, add a voice in, drop a voice out, um, put reverb on this portion, and still never be satisfied. So you have to, at one point, go, okay, I'm done. This is how it's going to sound, and we're just going to have to live with it. So, but I love that album. It's fun. Hey, Mike, quick question, though, uh, about the uh, recording process. Uh, did did you experience any hiccups during the recording process? I mean, or did you hold your breath for, like, a couple minutes to get rid of those hiccups? Or I'm, I'm just asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was nice. Yeah, nicely put. Um, the one thing that I had to remember is that uh, during the recording of this album, I was sick as a dog. I mean, you can't tell. Oh. I don't know if you can tell. But I had a horrible, horrible, horrible cold. So half the tracks are with me having a terrible cold, and half the tracks are with me um, fine. And uh, I won't tell you which songs are the ones I have a cold on. But, yeah, I was sick. And uh, I remember seeing Dan that weekend that I came in to record my, my stuff, and he's like, are you serious? I said, yeah, but I think I can make it. And some of the songs actually sounded better while I was sick than others. Um <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that, was, that was about the only hiccups I think we had. Everything was it was pretty easy. Dan, um, like I said, Dan had a little more flexibility at the time. He was able to spend more time up there, and we both worked out a lot of the kinks. And you know, that's the fun part about recording. If you mess up, you just do it again. So hey, Mike, uh, according to you, the you know the 29th is still available on iTunes, eh? Yep, yep. You can go to iTunes and listen to it and download it there. And 
if you want to if you want to buy a hard copy, um, and with our lovely mugs on the outside, then you can go to um, <laughs> Amazon.com and you can buy a hard copy from them. Alrighty. So switching gears a little bit, Mike. Since retiring from the Atlantic Records group, you've been soloing and performing with the Florida-based What the Funk Band, correct? That's true. Watch your mouth, Shana. <laughs> I had a feeling that was going to come up. <laughs> Funk, like the music. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, my bad, my bad. Dirty mind, Tina. So, Mike, how did you hear about that group, and how did you get involved with them? Um, well, I was uh, at work, and uh, I was in a lab, in a, in a cath lab, and the director of the cath lab at the hospital said that he um, played bass, and he played bass in a band, but he was um, he was trying to start a new band. And this was right when I moved down here for this job and moved the family, so I was kind of just trying to get relationships started, and I was chatting up with him and said, you know, I like to sing, and I, I can sing, and I would, if you guys are interested in having me come out, I'd love to. So he said, yeah, we'd love for you to come out. So that's really how it started. It was him and a bunch of friends um, that started this band. It's literally a fun kind of bar-type band that you would see out just playing cover songs and having fun, and it's a total outlet for me. Uh, you know, of course, the commit is a little smaller than Strano Chaser, but um, <laughs> it's, so it's still fun because you know, I know everybody that you've interviewed has said the same thing, that music is a really big passion for them. And they weren't doing straight-up chases. They'd still want to do something in music. And I'm the same way. I love music. I always will. So to, just to have this, it, it kind of was, um, it was cool that I found out, out about it so fast. And we've just rehearsed a, bu- a little bit, and we've done a couple of gigs, and it's it's really just, it's fun music. It's just funk and uh, 80s and modern and just, a whole bunch of just fun, upbeat music that you would want to get on a dance floor and dance to. Nice. Did they make you audition? I mean, did you really have to audition? I don't really know if I did. Now, to this day, I don't know if I had to audition. I know that's a weird to say, but I came in and sang, and then they just called me and said, come back. But they, nice. didn't, they didn't have anybody else come in and sing. So I don't know if there was an audition process or they were just thinking, let's just start something, and I happened to be there. So maybe I'm just convenient for the time. They're just waiting to replace me at any moment. <laughs> you should have just slipped them the diamond photo. I mean, that would have gotten everybody on board. Seriously. Are you kidding, <laughs> Tina? I slip the diamond photo in my entire life everywhere I go. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I will say this about Slipped the diamond photo. Resumes. Ryan, Ryan hates that the diamond photo is still my uh, my picture on Twitter, my profile pic. And uh, just because he keeps asking me to change it, I'm never ever changing it. And I'm nice. not mad yes. because yeah, I'm not changing that thing ever. And uh, I think he's not mad because um, because it's it, it's a picture of me with Straight No Chaser, which I'm no longer in. I think he's mad because. <laughs> Because it's a Twitter profile pic and his head gets cut off on the top. <laughs> if you look at the tiny little picture on your iPhone, his head is totally cut off. I think he's just totally he's just dead. And I would be too. I'm mad. At, I'm mad for him, but I'm not changing it. Nice. That's a, that's a true friend. It takes a true friend to admit that, Michael Acoff. It takes maturity. maturity. It does. 
<laughs> and we love you for that. <laughs> so have you guys decided on a new band name, or are you going to st- stick with What the Funk? Well, we can't stay with What the Funk because we've Aww. sort of changed, I know, which is like the coolest band name and, and the reason I wanted to do it in the first place. It really is. I mean, WTF, why can't you guys stick with that? I know. I want to go with the initials. I think that's even better. Um, seriously. The reason we can't do What the Funk or, or else the group, the band wants to change it because they um, were sort of doing a lot more um, of new music and stuff that's a lot more modern and it's starting to be the majority of what we play. So it's not really funk anymore, you know? It's it's more gotcha. like pop music and what the pop doesn't have the same ring to it that what the funk that's does. That's true. But then we have some country songs in there too. And so, you know, he wanted to change the name to Funk and Country, which I mm-hmm. also think is an awesome name. If you that is nice. It's even, it's even funnier. That is so nice. So we'll see. We still haven't decided. You guys, if you want to send me some suggestions, please, by all means, send them on. There you go, Chaser fans. Send suggestions to sncfanchat at gmail.com. We'll forward them on to Itkoff. <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love nice to Nice plug. <laughs> Shameless plug right there. I'm doing it the Seggy yeah. show way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, Seggy. So, Mike, was it hard adjusting to sing with a band uh, after singing in an acapella group previously? Um, no, no, not too bad. Um, it's it's easier to sing in a band when you're the soloist and you're the only one singing this, you know, the lead vocal. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's just like singing a, a lead vocal in Straight No Chaser. There you go. Hey, I have a note here. I have a note here, and I don't know why I have to ask you this, but is it really true that you can't whistle? No. No, well, actually, yeah, it is true, and no, I can't whistle. I can't whistle to save my life. I couldn't whistle to to be rescued from a burning building if I had to. Oh, um, no. Okay. No, it's not that. No, I've never been in a burning building. <laughs> and I had to whistle my way out. <laughs> but, no, the guys I, the guys would totally make fun of me in, co- in college. I can't whistle to save my life. I, I really... Um, I just have terrible pitch, and it sounds like I'm just pushing air out of my mouth, and it sort of has, like, a little bit of a sound, but it's not a real sound. And it, it's really bad because I want I want my son to try and whistle because he's starting to see his friends do it, and I can't even show him how. It's just Aww. bad. Aww. Bad. No, don't feel sorry for me. It's just it's just one of those things. <laughs> I don't feel badly for you. I feel badly for your son. Yeah, yeah, you should feel bad for him. Of course you can't. <laughs> There's no whistling role model in his life. <laughs> it's okay, not good. Maybe so he'll grow up to be in an acapella group, and he'll be really cool and get all the girls. Yeah, and maybe. That could I mean, happen. He, he, likes, he loves Straight No Chaser, and uh, his Aww. favorite song is uh, I Got a Feeling by the Black Eyed Peas. He knows all the nice. words. Oh. <laughs> yep. And, this kid is uh, already winning. Oh, he's a good kid, and uh, he likes music. <laughs> so well, you know, you never know. We'll see what happens. Who is his favorite a cappella singer? You mean in Straight No Chaser? Um, yes. <laughs> you said that with Well, I was um, going to say no, but I was hoping that it was the same person. <laughs> yeah, I know. Not that he knows, I, I, but I don't know. I didn't want to set you up for failure. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, he really likes Ryan. He really likes Aww. Ryan. Aww. He does. He's a big Ryan fan. Nice. He's going to have to fight over that with Walt. (laughs) Yeah. 
because Walt also really likes Ryan. <laughs> Walt, Walt loves Ryan. They might have to fight over Ryan. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, that was, yeah. It's a true statement. That was good. <clears throat> Are we ever going to hear another record from Michael Ickhoff? You never know whether or not I'll make an appearance on anything. Uh, which is the most answer I could have ever given. Um, <laughs> that sounded really awful. Uh, well, I'll tell you this. Ann and I always have plans to continue to write music together. And I, actually, we had plans uh, earlier this year to get together and write more music. Um, they fell through because of our schedules. Um, so we have kind of tabled it until the summer. And uh, I want to get up to Chicago and um, spend a few days on, on music uh, with him and our idea is to um, write music for some of the projects that he's working on right now um, mm. because those things are pretty cool, and I don't want to say anything because I don't want to steal his thunder. But uh, that means that you could hear some 20 Nights written music, maybe not performed by it. Um, but with me personally, I don't know. You, you, you may hear an album from me in the future. I'm not currently working on one um, for myself, uh, but... There's always opportunities out there. I'm never going to be one to pass up an opportunity. If you ever do come out with a solo album, I know that a lot of chasers would love, love, love to hear it. Yeah. Oh, You'd be your sweet. first 20 cents. There you go. There you go. That's right. How much you make off album sales? <laughs> 20 cents. And now we've come full circle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... It has been <clears throat> rumored on Twitter that there is a rare recording of yourself and Straight No Chaser singing One Fine Day with Emily Green on April 6, 1998. Where can Die Hard Chasers find said video? All right. Well, um, there's no video. Actually, no, there's a video. There is a video. Um but it sounds really crappy because the sound quality is junky. Um, for all you chasers out there, we recorded every concert we did in college professionally. So there are nice recordings of every every concert we did. And there's some of them that are actually produced. Like there's an album we put out in college that's called SNC Live, and it's a, it's a compilation of a bunch of live tracks. Now, the song that we sang with Emily Green, it's actually called One Sweet Day. It's the... Um, Boys to Men, Mariah Carey duet that was, I don't know when it came out, 95, 96? Something like that. There, yeah, there was, an, like, there was an acapella version. There was a version that everybody heard on the radio that had music in the background. But then there was an acapella version that you could hear if you bought the, the single, which we were obsessed with Boys to Men in the mid-90s, and so I think everybody had it. And this girl was, uh, uh, she was in, um, I can't remember if she was in Singing Hoosiers or not. Yeah, I think she was. She was in Singing Hoosiers. She has an awesome, awesome voice. Like, you'd never know it from talking to her, and she doesn't sing a lot. But when she does sing, she would, it sounded really, really good. And so we never did a duet, ever, um, except for this one in college. She was the only girl that we did a duet with, and we asked her to come on stage during one of our concerts and perform the song with us. And um, I have a solo in it. Walt has a solo in it. Jerome has a solo in it. Kills it. And... Um, I don't know how you can find the video. I mean, you might have to go break into Randog's house and tear through some of his, you know, back catalogs in his closet. But I don't recommend anybody <laughs> doing that because we do not condone <laughs> violence 
here in no, the NBC no. and Jet. We're all legal disclaimer. All <laughs> Um, but if you were to hijack my phone, you could probably hear it because I've got all the recordings on my iTunes and, and uh, on my phone as well. There's there's some choice stuff on there. There's definitely some gems in, uh, in some of the Stranger Chase recordings from college, but it's floating around up there. I don't know how many people would be able to get a hold of it outside of the original guys, but never say never. The label mm. can do what they want to do. Nice. Hmm. Are you working on any upcoming projects, acapella or otherwise? I know you'd mentioned a couple things that might be in the works, but um, anything that you can publicly share with the Chaser world? Mm, I mean, nothing really. I was going to say that just the band that I'm in, in here in Jacksonville and performing with them around the city. So if anybody ever comes to Jacksonville, definitely contact me, and I'll clue you in if we're actually performing. Um. And uh, I told you guys about the stuff that hopefully Dan and I will maybe be working on this summer. That's really it. That's really it. I got my, I got a busy life besides just work and family and all that kind of stuff. Right. So whatever extra time I do have, I'd like to devote to music, and I do when I can. Fair enough. Um, and I'm joining Straight No Chaser in the fall. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I was waiting for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that, was that, awesome. that. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. Kiss only. So, Mike, will you be going on the uh, on the cruise in October? Or, if you are, are you going to be special guest performing on the cruise? Um. Well, we're uh, the official answer is we're trying our best. We want to go. Uh, my wife and I have talked about it, and we're trying to decide if we're going to bring kids or if we're just going to do solo. Um, and we love to come, uh, but we're still figuring it out. I don't know for sure, so I can't give you 100% yes or 100% no. We're just it's a maybe right now. As far as performing, no plans to perform uh, officially if we're on the cruise. But you know, I mean, if I'm in a room with the guys that I used to sing with, it's going to be hard to not sing with them. Um, mm-hmm. And I know they're doing some actual shows, so I doubt that I'll be singing with them during their during their regular stage shows, but I'm sure there's some, some impromptu things that are going on. Gotcha. And I would love to entertain the possibility of singing with them again. I get, I hear there's some, going to be some karaoke there, Mike. I did oh, hear yeah. that. Karaoke is on. That's a good karaoke <laughs> session right there. That's a really good karaoke. <laughs> you want to be in that karaoke session. We could do Ebony and thing. Ivory. Oh, I would yeah. totally be down for that. Oh yeah, I'd be down for that. I'd be down. Um, no, I think for as far as the cruise is concerned, you guys, I think any good any Stranger Chaser fan should definitely try to get on this cruise. It is going to be a lot of fun. What a better way to connect with people that you are um, have like interest with, like Strano Chaser, meet people that you've read uh, talked to online uh, and shared stories with on Facebook, than going on this cruise and then to see the guys. Three nights in a row, plus extra time. I know Ryan can perform by himself, I think, with his guitar. Um, so there's going to be so many opportunities to have fun with everybody who in the world who likes Straight Out Chaser. So if you can do it, go for it. Great. Now I really want to go on the cruise. <sighs> <laughs> Broke. College. Student. Ugh. So, Mike, of the current songs that the guys are performing now, which songs would you like to see 
on the next Straight No Chaser album. Uh, any ideas for an album title? Um, I let's see. There's some. So- I mean, they put most of the songs they're doing on their current tour. At least the tour I saw last fall on their um, newest EP, the Six Pack Volume Two. Um, mm-hmm. They do a few new ones, like the the Lady Gaga medley. I know is a big crowd favorite. I would love to see that on an album. Although I think if I were to give any tips to it, I would say rather than record it in a studio, they should take a recording of a live performance and put that on the album. Because I think when you have an audience reaction in the background, when you're doing all that stuff because nobody can see the choreography on uh, while listening to the album, then it would translate a lot better. It would be a lot more fun. We, we used that same idea in some of the songs we did in college, and it worked out really well to have audience applause and laughter in the song then rather than it just being kind of static and it's perfect in a recorded environment doesn't have the same magic I think. Like dry but, um, campus. Exactly like dry campus. Exactly. It would sound weird to record it in a studio without the audience reaction. Uh so yeah. that song for sure. Um I know Walt and Ryan have been working on some new songs and um I know some Ooh. of the songs are doing so Hopefully, you know, we'll get to see those on an, on an album. I would love to see an original or two on the next SNC album. I know that everybody in the room would probably agree with me. The guys are talented songwriters, and, um, you know, we got a chance to see some of it in the Christmas albums, but I'd love to see some non-Christmas original songs. Um, and then for an album title, oh, my God, we had album titles at the Wazoo from college. <laughs> Anything and everything to do with an alcohol reference. I mean, Happy Hour would be a great album title. Um, Ladies Night would be a great album title. Um, There'd be a a whole bunch of album titles. I mean, the list is endless when you add alcohol references in. So (laughs) I'll let them pick it out. Hmm. Cool. Very cool. All right, Mike. If you could assemble a dream band with musicians living and or dead, who would be in your band? Oh wow! Um, mm-hmm. This is a tough question. This is a I know. good. <laughs> this is a good question. Good question, Tina. <laughs> props, to, props to Shana Ng on this one. Props. Yes, yeah, it's a good one. Um, well, uh, some of my favorite artists, uh, I think, I think John Mayer would be an awesome person to have in a band. Ooh, that's a good um, one. Uh, I don't know the drummer from Dave Matthews Band. You're gonna have to ask him. Randy his name because he's like the living. Dave Matthews Band aficionado, but I think he would be an awesome drummer. Um, I'd love to... I love Ella Fitzgerald's voice. I'd love to sing with her. I think that would okay. be cool. Um, and, you know, I'd like to uh, perform with, I think, the guys in the group. That would be fun. I mean, that's that's definitely a dream band for me. It's it, it's. I know this is going to sound corny, but it's always fun to be able to say you get to perform with your best friends. And so, in addition to all those really famous people, <laughs> I think it's cool to be able to say that you can sing with your friends and your buddies. So there's a true. there's a there's an element. If I had a dream band, add in some guy, you know, the Strano Chaser guys. Aw. Yeah. Aw. Another Kodak <laughs> moment. Shucks. <laughs> yeah, we've been asking a lot of the guys that question. In fact, this is another question we ask. We've been asking a lot of the guys lately. Um, do you have any advice for young people looking to go into parties, Mike? I'm just, you know... Uh, Dave, not uh, parties. <laughs> Shame on you. Shame I'm, on uh, you. Wait, 
Ah, uh, man. Oh, uh, let me let me read that question G-rated podcast. Yeah. Do you have any advice for young people looking to go into the arts, not parties, the arts? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I've I've got cer- I certainly have uh, some advice. I mean, if I I've had interaction on Facebook and Twitter with some of the fans and uh especially some of the younger people that are really into music and, you know, I remember when I was in high school and in middle school, especially in my experience, I was I was a little bit of the odd man out because a lot of people were um more focused on athletics, I was a little more focused on on theater and music, and that's what drove me. That was just stuff that made me excited. And if there's anything I can say to those people that are that are into music and they want to continue in that or they want to continue in the arts, it's just it's just never stop trying. Don't ever say this is too hard or this is not popular. Um, you ought to always go for it because you can never know what's going to happen to you. And one thing that people will say. Um, as adults, is that they always wish, if they can't sing, they always wish that they could play an instrument. And um, nobody can deny that they would want to be able to play an instrument. So if you have that ability and you can foster it and you can grow, you should never stop learning because it's always going to serve you well. I mean, imagine in in just the simplest situations, if you know how to play guitar, you can pull it out and make everybody's day. Uh, and same goes for music, and same goes for any other instrument. So the advice I give is just don't stop trying. It's always going to be part of your life. Keep it a part of your life and try to try to always live up to that standard. Wow. Nice. That's nice. very good advice. Great. So, um, all right, kind of switching gears a little bit. Since this is the SNC fan chat, I have to ask, how have Kate No Chaser's fans impacted you personally? I mean, do you have any memorable fan experiences that you'd like to share, either when you were in the group or... Um, like after you decided to step down from Straight No Chaser and had any memorable fan experiences in that sort of thing? Well, what's what's really cool to me is that even though I'm not in the group anymore, I still interact with a lot of Straight No Chaser fans. I mean, think about what we're doing right now. This is cool. This is really <laughs> cool for me. Um, and uh, I'm able to, to to see the other side of it because I'm on the side watching the group with you guys but I also know mm-hmm. what it was like to be in it. And the fans of Straight No Chaser are awesome. They are very, very cool. Even when I was in the group, you know, it was really neat to see people get excited about our music. But when I was out of the group, you know, I, I find it fun that literally I make a joke out of it, but the diamond photo thing is hilarious to me. <laughs> the guys are guys in the group that absolutely hate it. And I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do. I'm not planting these photos like all around the world. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> sure they just can't figure it out. I'm not in the group anymore, people. The guy in the diamond photo is not in the group. And neither is Steve Morgan for that matter. He's in the picture too. So um but it's just funny to me that people kind of see it, and and the guys have sent me everywhere they go that they uh, they see it. They actually send me a text picture of it because they just, of course, it's funny that they're still being used. Um, and recently, there was one used in, in Canada that was really really funny. I can't say too much about it, but if you can search Canadian shows and maybe some of the promotions for the Strainer Chaser tour that was just on this past spring, you may be able to find a picture with the diamond photo in it. 
Um, so that's been cool because I hear fans talk about that, and 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 the ones who know who I am and the ones who are aware of the situation find it really funny. And as far as memorable fan experiences, I think that this whole thing when when I was uh, Dan and I were able to get Twenty Nights Out and people were able to finally download it and and get the album. It's been really uh, amazing to see who has got the album and really been touched by it. I mean, that's why you're an artist. You want to get your music out to people. Uh, you do it because you love it. And it's it's really humbling to see who who likes it and and likes it enough to want to make a comment on it. So I I appreciate all the all the support and all the comments and and the uh, really nice things that people have to say about about me and 20 nights and Dan. And then of course, all the things that they've said about me with straight no chaser. So that's truly memorable for me. And, and having somebody over Christmas mail me a copy of the album or mail me a picture. Actually, I have to say this. Um, uh, is it Christina Sinat? I think is one of the really serious straight no chaser fans. Do you guys oh, know that? Yeah. Name? Uh, yes. yeah. She's up in, uh, Toronto area. She's in Canada. Canada. Mm-hmm. I got to give a shout out to her. She, did uh, a whole uh, sketchbook of, of sketches of all of us. And um, I saw it on Facebook and wrote her and said, that is the coolest thing. And uh, she actually sent a copy to me that she did. And then uh, she actually sent her actual sketchbook, which I thought was crazy. I mean, her original sketches of everybody she'd done in the group um, and had me sign the the um, picture of me, and I sent it back to her. So that awesome. was awesome. I just made my I made my year. It was cool as can be. Aww, so big shout out to so you. That's so cool. <laughs> way, way to go, Christina. That's so cool. Well, thank you so much for a great interview, Mike. We've had such a great time talking with you. Uh, I've had a great time talking to you, too. You guys are, like I said, you guys are the best. You're really, really wonderful people to be able to take the time to do this. Um, I just am so appreciative of what you do for the group. Well, just one last thing before you go. Do you have anything you want to say to the fans who are listening to the podcast right now, Mike? Sure, sure. Um, I think that... uh, I think that Straight No Chaser fans definitely are head and shoulders above every other fan that is out there in music today, and there's a reason for that. When we first started Straight No Chaser, Randy was following a blog, and one of the main reasons why Craig Kalman saw our video on YouTube is because of a blog that Randy had read. It's a very famous entertainment blog. The name is completely escaping me right now, but um, you can ask Randy about it. And he said in this blog that, the best artists are ones who foster their fans, the ones whose, whose fans mean the most, and they're there to put on a show for these people and to make their, um, their night special and to and give them an experience that they, they won't ever forget. So I have to say to everybody in Straight No Chaser world, the Chaser Nation who loves Straight No Chaser and follows the group, thank you for keeping this thing going. It is incredible just in the short time that I've been out of the group to watch the group grow I mean, I've, I remember going to a show, not last Christmas, but the Christmas 2010. These guys were really working hard. I saw them at the very end of their tour, and they were just dog-tired. And then I watched their show last year, and to see the transition from what they were able to do the year before and how much better they got, how much more professional it looked, and how much more of an entourage they have, it's not because 
they wanted to do it. It's because the fans supported them. So everybody who loves Straight Edge Chasers, just thank you. Thank you for everything that you do for the group. Aww. And thank you, Mike. Oh, I forgot to say one thing. I was going to say one thing. I was I was I was telling myself today is that I'm going to the. Uh, they're performing in Savannah, Georgia, in about um, what is it, May fifth? So that's like three weeks away. And uh, Randy said that the ticket sales for Savannah are not great, and that was about a, two weeks ago. So I have no idea if they've gotten any better. I was going to say in the interview somewhere that I'm going to the show, and, and if I show up and nobody else is there, I'm going to be really pissed. <laughs> All straight up Chaser fans make their way down to Savannah on a road trip and come to the show in Savannah because I really want to see everybody. So thank yeah. you again for all your time. I really oh, thank you, Mike. This was awesome. Thank you. Wow, what a great interview. That was awesome. <laughs> I always love chatting with Mike. It's awesome. You know how we we got you know, guys, tons of good material. Yeah, yeah. We like to keep our interviews kind of uh, secret until they're actually uh, uh, produced and uh, released. But uh, somehow this one, I think there was some rumors already out and about that uh, we already did an interview with Mike. And I think there are a lot of chasers expecting us to bring this out this week, don't you think? (laughs) Not quite sure how that one leaked, though. Well, I'm sure. I don't know. Michael, if you're listening. Not quite sure how that one got out so quickly. Hmm. <laughs> well, anyways, Chasers, we hope that you enjoyed this interview with Mike. And if you did, please let us know. Send us an email at sncfanchat at gmail.com, or you can let us know at facebook.com slash sncfanchat, or you can tweet at us at our Twitter page, that is at sncfanchat. So please let us know what you thought about this interview with Mike, because... I know that we had a great time, so did you have a great time listening? We hope so. Let us know. You know, Shana, speaking of email, we have really enjoyed getting you guys' emails over the last um, eight installments of the, gosh, eight installments. That's that's a really long time. That's a lot of interviews over the interview series. Um, so speaking of emails, we have we have read all of your emails. We have read all of your tweets, all of your Facebook posts, and um we are going to, I'm actually going to let Shana take the reins, and we've taken some of your emails to heart, and listen to what Shana has done to our awesome, 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 super blog spot page. What have you done, Shana? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that it's super, but... Oh, I would. <laughs> it's com. Stop what you're doing right now and go to sncfanchat.blogspot.com. Check this stuff out. It's tight. It's thebomb.com. Go check it out right now. Well, previously, I think that, at least for me, the blog used to be kind of like a Boring. It would, it would just be a place where, you know, you would just go to listen to the podcast, I guess, for lack of a better term. It was just like it wasn't as visually appealing as I had hoped. There were some formatting issues, and it was just, yeah. So I decided a couple days ago, to, instead of sleep, revamp the FanChat Blogspot page. So thanks to um, a listener email from Gail, Gail Lee, she, or not so much an email as it was a Facebook post, but she let us know that she was having some issues listening to the FanChat. So I was like, really? So um, after doing a couple of little troubleshooting issues here and there, I decided, hey, wouldn't it be a lot easier if you could just, you know, click 
play on the fan chat blog page and then you just be able to listen to the fan chat there. So if you go to smcfanchat.blogspot.com, you will now see on the upper right-hand corner under Listen Now is a little media player. And then if you press the little play button, you'll be able to listen to any and all of our previously recorded podcasts, uh, announcements, contest announcements, anything that we recorded, it's on that. So if you hadn't been able to listen to the podcast before because you had some issues with iTunes or you had some issues with the blog or you just weren't able to listen to it, if you go to smzfanchat.blogspot.com and just look for the player in the upper right-hand corner, you should be able to listen to the fan chat without any problems anymore. But if you do have problems, please let me know. I'd love to see if I can troubleshoot and help you out so you can listen to the fan chat because we really don't want you to be missing any of these really awesome interviews, especially if you're a die-hard Straight No Chaser fan because they're so much fun to listen to and you get to learn a lot about the members of Straight No Chaser. So be sure to shoot us an email at sncfanchat at gmail.com once again, sncfanchat at gmail.com for any technical issues or any suggestions about how we can maybe mix it up a little bit, mix up the podcast a little bit. Um, if you have any thoughts about the new blog page, or also feel free to just, if you're having issues with, like technical issues with listening to the podcast, feel free to just, you know, message me on Facebook or message me on Twitter. I'd love to help you out. And if you need any any advice, any assistance, just let me know and I can do my best to help you out. Hey, Shana, I got to say, uh, I tip my hat to you, the, the facelift you did on the Blogspot page, uh, beautiful, beautiful. And again, that player, uh, the little player that you put in there, I mean, how appropriate. And, and again, listeners, I, I don't know if you caught that, but it was because one listener, Gail, was having issues. And come to find out, there was a couple other fans that were also having uh, issues uh, listening to our podcast. And now, just because of this player... You're not going to miss. Uh, you're not going to miss a beat. So, Shana, thank you so much. I, I'm sure our listeners definitely appreciate that. Aw, Dave, you're so sweet. Also, I forgot to mention that I finally added little tags. Um, the little things called Ooh, tags yeah. on the fan chat blogspot page. So, if you go to the blog page and you scroll down, right underneath where it says "Sign up for email updates," you'll see something that says "Episode slash Interview Keywords," and then you'll see things like baritone, original member, interview series, different little um, words in this little word cloud. So, for example, if you click the word baritone, you'll come up with a list of all the podcasts that feature interviews with Straight No Chaser's lovely baritone. So if you scroll down to interview series, you'll see all the episodes that have been featured in our interview series thus far or in past interview series because we've had an interview series um, last year as well. So this would be a nice way to, you know, if you wanted to see all um, interviews by, for example, Ryan, Ryan Allward. So then you just click Ryan Allward, and then up pops all of the interviews that we've had with Ryan. So it's a nice, neat little trick to kind of see um, all the interviews from different members of the group or to kind of sort things out so you don't have to go searching for uh, one of our older interviews farther down or you're not sure where the interview is, you'll be able to easily and quickly access those interviews. Hey, does that work the same with Siggy E show? Um, if maybe. I click on all the interviews, 
if I click, if I want to know every single, I want to hear all the interviews from Seggy Issue. 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 Yeah. Yeah, Seggy is an issue. That is correct. That's going straight to the blooper reel. <laughs> but if I want to hear you all the interviews from Seggy, you're, 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 you know. <laughs> Yeah, so if you want to hear all the interviews from Seggy or the interview with Seggy, you just click on the tag that says Seggy E Show, and it'll bring up our fabulous interview with Seggy Issue. Seggy, Seggy, I'm just going to say this. I know you get a lot of heat from uh, uh, from these two, and I'm going to cover your back here. Uh, I know, I know. I, Seggy, I know I started it. I know I started this ball rolling, and I, I take responsibility. But uh, but these two, uh, I know they're always after you. To, and, and you're a busy guy, and undoubtedly, uh, you know things happen, and uh, schedules don't always uh, coincide with everything that works out. So one day, I hope we'll all get together. <laughs> hey, you two. Speaking of laughing. Um, our last interviewer, I guess we were being interviewed by uh, the one and only Dan Ponce. And, and, Dan, thanks so much for helping us out on that. We've got a lot, a lot of compliments, and a lot of, a lot of our listeners really enjoyed hearing you, and uh, it, it's all good. But uh, speaking of the laughing thing, uh, during the one question, uh, uh, Dan asked me about uh, intimidation and this and that, and I and I, I might have spoken a little hastily. I, I've got a little bit of ribbing, and um, it's where I uh, referred to the guys as pussycats. And, uh, yeah, I didn't mean to, uh, how do I want to say, imply any feminine-type thing, guys. Yeah, you know that. Uh, I, maybe puppy dogs or... Uh, teddy bear might have been more appropriate. So yeah, it's all it's all been good. And I know the I know, I know everybody that's uh, said, hey Dave, uh, did you really say pussy cat? And well, yeah, I guess I kind of did, didn't I? So yeah, teddy bear, puppy dogs, yeah, same thing, right? Hey Dave, you know who wouldn't appreciate being called a pussy cat? Uh, no, Shana, tell me. I, I'm I'm dying to know. Say issue. <laughs> say say show or issue. Seggy issue. <laughs> oh, okay. Shayna, God bless you. Sorry, Seggy. I guess I. Uh, uh, all right. you, you can get me back one of these days, all right, Seggy? <laughs> well, Chasers, that's all we have for you for this episode. Be sure to tune in next time for our next fabulous interview. Um, we were very happy to bring you this interview series, and unfortunately, it has now come to a close. But don't worry, because our next episode, we'll be bringing you some more wonderful interviews. So until and that news. next time. And more. Yes. And news and more and awesomeness. Yay! So. <laughs> Sorry, it just went along with it. Couldn't help it. <laughs> and until next time, remember that you can't please any of the people any of the time. Bye, Chasers. Bye. See you later, guys. So Shana, Kathy, Dave, and Tina, ready to go. S&C fan chat, time for the show.